so far three three of these stories have been joining using this church as a safety net for problems around your own lives issues that are and you're looking for an escape somewhere to get better to get away from from the the problems around you welcome to the reclamation podcast my name is aldo martin and i'm cousin eddie and together we're going to explore what it's like to be in and leave a religious cult For more info on the Reclamation Podcast, or to tell your story, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Aldo B. Martin. Thank you for joining us. We are now on episode 8, and if you've made it this far, I'm a fan of you. Shout out to the listeners. Speaking of listeners, I was conversing with a listener not too long ago, and she mentioned to me that... The theme of relationships with conditions from one of the previous episodes resonated with her. I asked her why, and she said that at a young age, we all seek validation and ask, am I good enough? Right? And and as a result, we we seek out relationships and other activities that that might validate us. And I, I don't know if that's right or wrong, It's just that that's just what we do as humans, right? Now, as you hear these stories from former church members, I want you to try to view them with a broad lens. You see, we were looking for love, acceptance, and purpose just like everybody else. And by we, I mean the members of the ICOC, as we've been discussing. We were looking for validation, love, and acceptance just like anybody else and purpose. And some people were able to find those things in relationships or through a variety of other activities, as mentioned before. However, the people in this podcast, we sought it out in this church. And in sometimes we got more than what we bargained for. Today, we meet Liz. Liz goes into some of her personality traits and how the church would make her feel as if her quiet nature was sinful and wrong. Now, obviously this would have an effect on Liz's mental health, as it would for anyone. It should be noted that Liz became a member of this group in the 1990s. And back then, the support for mental health was not as widespread as it is today. All of this happened before the internet. (laughs) Right? I I feel the need to say that again. All of this happened before the internet. Before there was a widespread ability to connect with people anywhere, any place, any time, in an instant. So this is the story of a woman who came of age during that era. With all that being said, let's meet Liz. And today we have uh, another guest for us today. This is also someone that I've known that was in the church with me. And this person and I have known each other for going on 20 years now. Actually, I think she's mm-hmm. not think, but 
she's 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 more friends with my with my wife uh, than she is with me. So my wife definitely knows her a lot better. But I would love for this person just introduce themselves and um, just say a little bit about themselves, and we'll get into why she joined and why she left. Hey everyone, I'm Liz, um, New Jersey native, uh, but you know New Yorker for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, what else should I say about myself? Um, well, how, how about this? How about this? Yeah. What kind of what kind of what kind of work do you currently do? You don't have to tell us exactly, but you know, just just a gist of what do you currently do? Yeah, so um, you know, I, it's so hard to describe what I do to anyone, not not just for this podcast, but I, I try to get into it. I'm in I'm in digital communications, and I work in healthcare. Okay, and uh, you know, in a large, a large, uh, large multinational company. So that's pretty much the gist of it. Uh, okay, I, I got into that field about let's say about six years ago. And um, it's been interesting. Um, I come from like a, a background in digital and, and social and stuff like that. So I've always kind of had work like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so it, needless to say, you're a regular person. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, yeah. so nothing, 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 nothing crazy happened here because the reason I say that is because uh, cousin Eddie and I, we've been talking about cults a lot lately and mm-hmm. we've been trying to just bring home this theme that, People that have gotten into cults, most of the time, they're just regular, normal people. And we would oh, yeah. sometimes think that they're not. Right. Yeah. You know, so so without further ado. So, Liz, let me just let me just go flat out ask this question mm-hmm. and see if you're comfortable with asking this question. Why is the topic of cults or religious cults? Why is it important to you or notable to you or? of of some sort of substance for you why yeah no it's a great question i am honestly mostly fascinated by it because there's so many i don't know similarities at least i've seen in certain documentaries and around cults and and how they come to become so powerful and, and have an impact on people's lives um and because you know um my experience is, is having grown up and, and something that became, I would say became a cult or, or became cultish. Um, so the term still is a little awkward for me, I have to be honest. But the term, still, the term cult? The term cult yeah, is awkward? It is. Uh-huh. it is. But, you know, I, I still, I still in general, I understand the term itself to be I mean, something very simple, but, you know, a group that's like set for a purpose. But I know like in, in modern days, that means you're kind of caught up in a lifestyle that it takes you away from your family and tends to change the way you think and behave and makes you second guess your thoughts. And, and for that, I, I can, the similarities are, are there for, for me with um, our, our experience. You, you mentioned, so I have to admit that. you, you yeah. mentioned um, <clears throat> just a few minutes ago, you said something about, you know, cults can take you away from your family, but mm-hmm. just prior to that, you mentioned that you grew up in this. I did. Yeah. So can you, can you tell us what is, what is, what does that look like? Like, what are we talking about? Like, it's, you know, when people say grew up, you know, it could be different ages. What does that mean for you? Yeah. So it's a great question. I actually don't really know when I, I mean, I do know, I think it's about six or seven. Um, when my age, mom, age six or seven, age six or seven. Okay. When my mom joined, joined this church and, um, and honestly it was a breath of fresh air for us. So that's why I say like for us early days, it, it was, it was like much needed, you know, my, my mom was having a horrible time at home with my um, father. And also 
she was a, very much a seeker. We've had like other church experiences that like were like, okay, not great. And so I think the people we met were super friendly. Um, I have to say it was the first time that I was going to church with, uh, uh, a different set of like, uh, ethnic backgrounds and races. Um, I, it's not that I didn't uh, go to school with kids from that background, but church was like, not, that not, didn't happen like that for me until I came to this one well, and everyone was so warm. Liz, I gotta, I gotta ask you real quick. So you mentioned something that it was needed for your family, but you were yeah. six or seven. You, you really remember that? Oh, I mean, the thing is, I, I do remember, what I remember is that we had a horrible, like, my parents fought all the time. Okay. So in that regard, yes. Like, I, I don't know everything that was going on in our family, but um, as a child, I was very aware of their their yeah. arguments and, and how it was affecting my mom. Like, I could, okay. you know, that part was real. It was like, you know, even if I couldn't put it to words, I could feel it. Yeah. Um, and so, so through, the, had, through like, the eyes of a six-year-old or five-year-old. Right. Yeah. Right. I and I was it. actually known for being like a stressed out kid, by the way. So I, <laughs> that was one of those things where, you know, I, I was known for being stressed out and always worried and always like protective of my, um, my twin brother and my younger sister. So I think that I was aware of like, I kind of have to protect them and like, you know, look out for them and also, um, worry about my mom and, and all that yeah. stuff. So I think in that regard, yeah, that when we came into the church, it was like, people were super friendly and they were singing songs and, you know, it was like, it, you know, you, you have like, what's, what's not to like about that. Yeah, exactly. It was very kumbaya, like that, that part. And that, so, mm-hmm. so I, I guess that leads me to the, to my next question then. So what's your earliest memory of being at the church? Would it be what you just described or was there like a moment that you can walk back to as like, mm-hmm. this is it? Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, no, it's very much that. I remember walking into, um, uh, it was actually a church, but it wasn't, uh, and I, I think you know this, it wasn't a church that we owned. It was just a church we were renting. But I remember walking into like a kitchen area and there were a bunch of kids, all different ages sitting around. And um, this uh, brother and sister kind of turned, like a like a brother and a sister, not like a brother and sister in church, but like a siblings turned to, towards my brother and my sister and I and were like, Hey, you know, my, this is my name, and I don't know if I should use names. So I'm not gonna, but it, and but these people become quite influential later on, by the way. And um, influential in your story, in your experience, in my experience, and in the church in general. Yes. Oh, um, okay. But um, they're like, hey, this is my name, and like, you know, welcome. And they were kind of just like, have a seat and have some cookies, and to us, it just felt like um, just warm. So I, for me, that's my earliest memory. I'm not kidding. They were like both blonde and just completely different from my previous church experience, but not in a bad way. And also I liked that I saw everyone because I really believed in that kind of having this uh, diverse experience, even though I was young, it felt very comfortable to me. And I have to say that that's like something that my mom kind of encouraged since I was younger. So maybe it just felt even more comfortable. But, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a, that's a, a simple word, but a key word. So yeah. cousin Eddie, so you, you've spoken with a few people now that have been involved in this church. And this is the first time that we're discussing with somebody or discussing, uh, having a conversation with someone who came around as a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so a lot of us came around as, uh, teenagers or young adults or even, uh, middle-aged adults, but this is the first time we're hearing it from a, from a kid's perspective. And, and, and Liz mentioned this, this word, Comfort, 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 comfort made you feel comfortable. And even as an 18 year old, I felt that. And here's this Mm. young girl at six years old. She also felt that. 
And I yeah. think that's a, I think that's a theme that we need to uh, um, uh, really remember as we go through this. Now, this this question is kind of kind of out of left field, but how did how did the idea of church affect your worldview? Right, like okay, mm-hmm. so you're you're six years old, but you mentioned that your mom was 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 going to different churches before, and then would just bring you guys along. Yeah, she she was definitely a seeker, and I think the way that what I remember now is that a woman she works with, um, her mom, you know, has been a nurse for her like for years, for like I don't know, she's retired now, but maybe fifty years or longer. But one of the nurses she worked with invited her to. A Bible study. And so that's how we ended up going to this church. But before that, she was going to other churches. We also would go to Sunday school. And that's why I say, I guess my early life, I just remember doing a lot, like uh, Sunday school at a local Baptist church. Um, so uh, mom, was, mom, mom was looking a lot, like you mentioned. She was, a yeah. she was looking yes. around a lot. So, <clears throat> so uh, I guess it's safe to say your mom became a member before you officially did, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and as she brought, she went along. She also brought you and your siblings, mm-hmm. right? So now about you, Liz, when did you become a member? Because I know kids come with their parents, yeah. but at some mm-hmm. point, you know, you're allowed to make your decision of when you're going to be an actual <clears throat> member. When was that for you? Yeah. Or 14. what age rather? 14, 14. you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 14 is when I was baptized. So I guess that would be when I, I was officially became a member. Um, mm-hmm. A, a disciple, whatever you want to call it. Like, yes, I was 14 at that time. Do you, do you remember what made you want to do that? Do you think it mm. was your mom being a member had a big influence or did you genuinely enjoy what was, what was your life yeah. uh, for the past X amount of years? Yeah, I was, I think completely bought in. I mean, yeah, it's, I, it was part of my mom's uh, commitment to church was definitely a huge influence but I think by that age, um, I was already someone who like had consumed the Bible. Like I'd read it like from cover to cover and I, you know, all of that. I was just one of these kids on, on a side note, on a side note, but you've always been a reader, no? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that should, we should say that, that yeah. full disclaimer, Liz <laughs> is a reader. So yeah. as a young lady, she was consuming the Bible because that was just her nature to do. It just happened that to be was my, in front no, of her. Sure, for sure. I was a curious kid. I loved and So I wanted to understand it completely. So it was like one of those things where, yeah, it, it totally. And then I also felt uh, maybe because I was older or what the oldest kid or in, not really. My, well, I have a twin brother, but, you know, as for all intents and purposes, like the oldest sibling. Um, did I your felt, brother join at the same time that you did? No. Oh, no, did not. he did oh. not. He didn't really okay. join ever, to be honest. I think he 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 almost got there, but he never did. And this is your twin brother, not just mm-hmm. a brother. This is your twin brother and yeah. your, your sister. Did she become a member? Yeah, she did. Uh, shortly after you, shortly before you, around the same time. Um, so my sister's three years younger than me. So about okay. it would have been three to four years after me. But okay. um, she would have. Yeah, she she was bought in as well. Um, for me, yes, I was actually convinced of everything. Like I, I did the studies and I also, but what I was trying to say really was that I felt this, like, I, not that I, I wouldn't say like I was, I wanted to be a nun, but I really felt like I had to be this like good Christian. It it really was something that I felt that was part like my imperative, my own. 
Um, at least that's what I understood, how I understood the world. And it was um, something that I really was believed in. I believed that I would become a Christian, I'd get married, I'd have children, and I could help people. Like I was convinced of all of that. And that's what was the driving force because that was like kind of the, you know, that was the kind of things that were taught. Like you're going to save lives, you're going to do this. And you know what I mean? So, and I, I was completely bought in. I completely believed it. Like that yeah. was my worldview. Um, the church, the kingdom God in church is like the most important thing in the world. I was completely bought in. And I, yeah, like my mom brought me into that, but I then, I know I was young, but I then believed that myself. So let me ask you this now. So for, cause you know, some of the people that are listening, um, I'm assuming, uh, are former members too. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I also like to believe that some of the people listening, um, have no idea you know, of this organization that existed. So how would you explain the church to mm-hmm. someone who's never been a part of it? And right to those former members, we're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to say that was not scripted. <laughs> but anyhow, go ahead. I'm sorry. That was good. It was actually a good little <laughs> um, comment. But I, um, yeah, I, it's uh, okay to describe it. It's a mega church with a, I, I would say mega church, like the, before there were mega churches, there, there was this kind of church. Well, you, you would say that, really? Yeah. My, my wife and I were discussing this a little while ago and she used the mm-hmm. word and I was like, really? But, but go on, go on. Um, but, you know, in, in, but to describe it more, I think, accurately, because it, it does have these evangelical roots, which are a lot of mega churches do. Um, I, I, I would almost say it was a Christian fundamentalist sect. And honestly, it it just had, it was a, a church that wanted to take the Bible literally and believe that only the folks who were baptized into it would go to heaven. Um, and it also believed that everyone around you, you needed to save and, and convert and to become a Christian. And anyone who joined um, really was kind of given this um, ultimatum to like really accept this and and despite what anyone else said, whether that be a loved one or friends or, or family. Um, and then everything, I think that there was also this belief that um, it really was, you know, kind of, they were also selling this idea that you could, you could really change lives and, sell, and save lives mm-hmm. um, by doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say by doing so, doing what? Yeah, by by oh, I mean by by following this lifestyle, right? Which was extreme. Which was like basically the the church. The the, the biggest part. I mean, the most difficult part about it, looking back, obviously, was that you really weren't meant to think for yourself or ask questions. You you had to look to uh, someone who would be uh, called a discipling partner and other leaders to make your decisions about. Some of the most Any, important your anything, life. right? About anything. Yeah. 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 So, and then also I think the hardest thing for me, I will say, um, just as a personal note for me was, uh, you know, one thing I do know, like I, you know, I struggle sometimes with this, but one thing I know is like, you're not supposed to be, uh, like what, if Jesus died for your sins, you're not supposed to be like, then you're, and you're forgiven. You're not supposed to be then held into this, like this sin over your head all the time. And I think that that was actually the hardest thing about being in the church was that 
they always trying to point, make you out as sinful or like, or that you, that the hold this thing over you and everything that you did that was counter to that thought process or to that way of life or way of being was sinful. Um, so just for, or even just like a personality trait, by the way, like I'm an introverted shy person that was actually considered sinful. Yeah. So, that, that didn't, that yeah. didn't mesh well with the, uh, the, the ethos or the purpose of the church, right. Which you said yeah. was evangelical in nature and, yeah. and that's more of an active type of Christianity. Is that right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, you got a lot of recruitment. So you, you yeah. got to go out there and kind of, and kind of sell this. Can't capitalize on that. No, nah, you can't. So, <laughs> so here you are, you're trying to, you're trying to sell this and, mm-hmm. but you're an introvert. And you can't can't help that. Right. So so how how would how would. The the church members around you, how would they perceive this 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 uh, this nature of yours? How would they make you feel Mm -hmm. about this nature of yours? Yeah, they describe it as selfish, really. As selfish? Yeah. So, of course, you know, I internalized that and took it on as a shame of mine. Mm. You know what I mean? I actually, it's, it's crazy, but that, that was definitely, definitely been told that was a salvation. And they would point to scriptures on this too, because, you know, there's like, oh, God didn't give you a spirit of fear, you know, and all that stuff. And yeah, so that's, that's true. But yeah, we have our, we have our natural state. We have our personalities. We have our, our, you know, how we're built, how we're constituted. So yeah, it was crazy. It took a long time for me to get past that and accept who I was as as being like a it's okay to be an introverted person. So when you said actual type of person, (laughs) when you said accept that, did you begin to accept that while you were a member or when you left? Oh, after I left, and this is like okay, all right, all right. That's post post church experience, but during that time, now the whole time I was a member, I I it was like the sin that I would confess, honestly, like <laughs> in and amongst other. And that's the other thing that was a major part of this lifestyle or this, this church. Cause it's just not being, I, you know, I can't stress enough. It's not just going to church like people do, you know, it's, it's so much more of an all consuming lifestyle. Um, so it's not like, Oh, I'm going to church on Sunday and maybe on Wednesdays. It's like, no, it's like every day, 24 uh, seven. 24 seven. Yeah, you're like your whole life is is wrapped up into this. And so yeah, it would be like so. And then the also the other thing is like, so you the things you're made to feel guilty about, you then go ahead and have to confess them to someone like your discipling partner and, and talk to them. And I'd be confessing like my sinful nature, my my selfish nature, which is my of being of being quiet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a there's a funny uh, contradiction in, in the idea of so far three three of these stories have been joining using this church as a safety net for problems around your own lives issues yeah. that are and you're looking for an escape somewhere to get better to get away from from the the problems around you and they're saying hey come on in we love you all but do you mind changing a couple of things once you get oh, in yeah. here, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, you're almost perfect, but listen, if you could just <laughs> <laughs> not be yourself. Yeah. 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 You know, because when, when um, Liz, maybe you would agree with this uh, or not, or maybe this was your experience, but 
when you're like studying the Bible and uh, cousin Eddie, when I say studying the Bible is when you are a um, uh, not a member yet, you're, you're on that phase, right? You're in the uh, going to get the diploma. Yeah. Before you get the diploma, yeah. you're, 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 you know, before yeah. you graduate, <laughs> yeah. you know, everyone, everyone, everyone loves you and everyone oh, yeah. really accepts every facet of you. And they're like, Oh, that guy is so quirky. Mm-hmm. Is, your, is your quirky self going to get baptized now? And then your quirky self gets baptized and they're like, yeah, about that quirkiness. Um, <laughs> it's not sharp. Basically, it's not sharp. Whoa. All right. Hold up. Hold up. Stop right there. Next time on the Reclamation Podcast. How long were you a member? Yeah, I haven't really counted that. Um, I did at one point. Oh, I guess it wasn't that long. It was about 10 years. Wait, what? That's, not, that's, a, that's a long stretch. That's a decade. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yes. that's not six months. <laughs> yeah, I mean. For more info on the Reclamation Podcast or to tell your story, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Aldo B. Martin. <laughs>